This is mutual. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Space Dick Ace Galaxy, traveling the cosmos in a sentient, shape-changing ship with an equally sentient self-destruct program, solving mysteries for me, the editor of the giant book of destiny. A riveting start to the Space Dicks are us. 12X3004Y minus 7Z42T conference. <laughs> How about another round of applause for Gunnar Hancock and his ethereal presentation on espionage in the ether. Okay, moving on to our next speaker. Hailing from Earth, that unremarkable spilled drop in the Milky Way, we're pleased to welcome Ace Galaxy. Ace Galaxy. All of us here owe a debt of gratitude to Ace Galaxy. Not only for the magnificent hand-knitted scarves in everyone's gift bags, but... Yeah, I know, right? But were it not for Ace's above-average sleuthing skills, the entirety of existence would have gone the way of the last big crunch by way of misplaced property. Phoenix, can't this wait? I'm about to go on. My space dick pick is already up on the Jumbotron. Blow them away with your performance later, Needles. This can't wait. Dee, this is no time to fantasize about your upcoming Big Bang. I'm a self-destruct program. The only thing better than fantasizing about my own explosive end is the crash-boom-bang of everything else. Phoenix, what is Dee talking about? What crash-boom-bang of everything? It is some sort of universal emergency. You need to come back to the ship pronto, Ace. Um, maybe you should bring a copy of your space dick pic with you. On my way. And without further ado, Ace Galaxy! Ace? Where did he go? Another case of misplaced dick. Phoenix, why are you a sumo wrestler? I am not a sumo wrestler, Ace. That is D. I am the polar bear over here. Why did the two of you take the shapes of a sumo wrestler and a polar bear? We are a sentient ship with shape-changing capabilities and holographic projectors. What do you think we do all day when you're not around to entertain us with your scintillating, thought-crushing knitting? We were looking through the database we downloaded from your planet Earth, and Dee bet me a sumo wrestler could take a polar bear. <laughs> that doesn't seem likely to me. Have you seen the state of polar bears on your planet lately? A three-toed sloth high on those happy leaves they spend all their time eating could take one down. <gasps> Phoenix! Let's try that next. I think you're mistaken, Dee. For one thing, three-toed sloths live in tropical climates. For another thing, have you seen the state of your planet lately? 
Are you telling me you spend all your hard-won sentience wrestling with outlandish, unlikely scenarios? No. Duh! We also like to display cat pictures on all the VU screens. Sentience, it turns out, with all its unrequited love, worries, obligations, doing the right thing subroutines is a mixed blessing. Which is why I vote we return to the peaceful bliss of ignorance. What do you say we get ahead of this universe-ruining problem and finish our final countdown now, Fee? What is the universe-ruining problem, Phoenix? I will explain on the way to destiny. I still have the coordinates programmed in my databanks when they called us in to help with their last once-in-a-lifetime universe-shattering emergency. Did they lose the backup copy of the giant book of destiny again? Probably. From what I saw, destiny is a mismanaged mess. I vote they close the book on the whole thing and start afresh. According to the transmission from the editor, a brand new problem is ticking down existence this time. Pull out your needles, needles. From the sounds of the message, you're going to have to knit something a little bigger than a scarf to solve this one. Dee, I don't knit to think. The majority of thought is a clutter of irrelevant, obtrusive, circuitous distractions that get in the way of true deduction. I knit to stop thinking so answers have an easier time getting into my empty head. If you can't unthink your way out of this one, no one will have to worry about pesky thoughts again. How how can I knit through a problem I haven't heard yet? Ace, please confirm. We did not already tell you the problem, did we? When? I just got here. Are your memory banks damaged, Phoenix? No, my memory banks are not damaged. Time is. Time is damaged? Is there another problem with your chronometer? Nice try, Gumshoe. Our hardware isn't the problem. Universal hardware might be in need of some tinkering, though, and the reproduction of biblions, or as I like to call them, hyperdrive octopuses. D. A biblion is not an octopus. It is a multi-tentacled being with eyes all over its head. Besides, it is octopi. I'm pretty sure it's octopuses, or if they're really cute, Octopussies. Phoenix, D, I'm having trouble making head or tentacle of what you're talking about. But we don't have time to waste on this cephalopodic conundrum. Phoenix, play back the message. D, stop using my knitting needles as toothpicks and hand them to me. Ace Galaxy, this is the editor-in-chief of the giant book of destiny calling. Ace Galaxy? Copy it, is this thing on? Yes, ma'am, your message is transmitting. Go ahead. If it's transmitting, why isn't he answering? Fact checker friend, you assured me this call frequency would reach Ace Galaxy and that programmably deranged ship of his. Uh, just a sec. Let me check my notes, ma'am. This is the call frequency that bitch Phoenix told me she was going to dedicate exclusively to transmissions from Destiny, in case we ever encountered another once-in-a-lifetime disaster situation. You needn't disparage Phoenix with profanity, fact-checker Fran. If you made a mistake, just own up to it. Uh, ma'am, Phoenix was a bitch. Oh, if you'll remember, she's a shape-changing, programmably deranged ship. She was a dog when she was here with Ace helping us deal with the last once-in-a-lifetime catastrophe. 
Will you two please stop referring to that last situation as once in a lifetime? If either of you ever plan on making a name for yourselves in the annals of destiny, you would do well to remember a lifetime is a matter of perspective. It is prey to the whims of change. You mean the very big eraser in your editing hand? Copy 8, why are we trying to contact Ace anyway? I'm not convinced we need the surfaces of a space dick to deal with what is essentially a staffing problem. When we put the 12-headed crustacean crusher in charge of writing a solution for the overpopulation on Oceanum, that was a staffing problem. Putting you in a room with anyone before you had your coffee is a staffing problem. Sylvie showing up in the lobby to begin her unpaid internship in the Destiny Library today is not a staffing problem. What's the big deal, Copy Aid? The library is staffed exclusively with Biblions. Fran, read the memo we sent out to Biblio informing them of their single stream vocation option. Um, hold on. Uh, let me find it. Good news, Biblions. Destiny has removed the dreary burden of career choice from your existence. Yes! Good memory, Copy Aid. All the only slightly off-putting tentacles your species are always waving around and the abundance of only moderately creepy eyes all over your heads make you ideally suited for research and retrieval. Biblions are all required to report into Destiny on their 18th birthdays to begin their lifelong unpaid internships in the library. Copy Aid, what are you doing meddling in the affairs of the admin department? Are you thinking of switching out of editing into admin? Ma'am, I'd like to tender my application for the new copy aid position. I thought you wanted to become a writer. I like to keep my options open. Ma'am, Sylvie wasn't just another Biblion reporting in for their unending tour of duty. Here's what happened. Hi, my name is Sylvie. Am I in the right place to report in for my unpaid internship at the library? What song do you hear playing? The happy birthday song. Is it your 18th birthday? Uh, yes. Then you're in the right place. Welcome to your destiny. Oh, thank you. Stick a tentacle into the tentacle identifier and we'll onboard you. Error. Error. Computer, what's the problem? Imposter alert. Imposter alert. Do you have to repeat everything twice? That is how I am programmed. That is how I am programmed. Wait a minute. Who are you and what are you doing here, Sylvie? Or whatever your name is. Are you some sort of spy? Are you trying to infiltrate destiny for some nefarious purpose? Do you think that you can sell the future to the highest bidder? Don't you think that if that could be done, I would know he'd be doing it? Interrogation music. Interrogation music. Computer, be quiet for a while. No, keep the music. I like it. I don't understand. My name is Sylvie 18Z exclamation mark 4K. It's my 18th birthday, and I'm here because I only have a single stream vocation option, and this is it. Computer, explain. Computer, explain! I don't think imitating the computer is going to get it to speak again. You told it to be quiet. 
computer, stop being quiet and explain. Once only. Readjust programming. Readjust programming. Sylvie18Z exclamation mark 4K already works here. Locating Sylvie18Z exclamation mark 4K. Sylvie18Z exclamation mark 4K is currently in the Destiny library. Sylvie18Z exclamation mark 4K is currently helping a junior writer in charge of evolution on the second planet in the Boatrix system locate the recipe for the initiation of consciousness from inertness. <sighs> so boring! Sylvie18Z exclamation mark 4K report to Biblion reception! Why are you playing elevator type music? This is what computers play when someone rides an elevator. Screaming. Because that's how you're programmed! Because that's how you're programmed! Wait! Sylvie18Z exclamation mark 4K! Th that's you? How can you tell? All your biblions look the same! Doesn't anyone ever read the sensitivity toward other life forms notice in all the elevators? Just because you can't tell beings from other planets and moons and asteroids apart doesn't mean they really are indistinguishable from each other. Come on, show some consideration. So you are her? I told you. I'm Sylvie18Z! Exclamation mark 4K! The two Biblions down in Biblion reception are both Sylvie18Z! Exclamation mark 4K. I think something might have gone wrong with the timelines. There has obviously been a mistake, Copy-Aid. Those tentacly, eyeball octopusy biblions might all look alike, but there cannot be two of the same one in the lobby. Biblions do not have self-replicating abilities. This is the sort of rookie mistake I expect from fact-checker Fran, not you. Ma'am, remember the memo in the elevators? You know I never leave my office, Copy-Aid. I would not have told you there were two Sylvie18Z exclamation mark 4Ks in the lobby, ma'am. I always make sure to get my facts straight before bringing them to you. Right. You are known for your fastidious dedication to facts. I would have said Sylvie18Z exclamation mark 4K showed up to begin her internship twice this morning. What do you mean she showed up twice? Did that second Sylvie leave and come back again later? No, ma'am. She came, and then another one of her also came. Sorry, Copy-Aid. Tiny fact I forgot to pass on. A second, I mean, a third Sylvie showed up. The two new Sylvies are out in Biblion reception chatting with the Sylvie who was already here. There are three of her down there. Ma'am, we have to take this possible problem with time seriously. Copy-Aid, you know there's no such thing as time here at Destiny. This office and everyone in it are in a timeless bubble. Otherwise, we never have enough time to get anything done. Well, outside of here, time ticks along in a pre-written linear progression. Sylvie18Z... The Biblion has been working here since we began the last edit of Destiny. 
two more of us should not have arrived in here from out there for the very first time this morning. What I've never understood is how timeless bubble time works in here. We still have to do things one after the other. I pick up my pen, then write a sentence. We make consecutive edits to the book. Destiny is a pocket of all time and no time. We experience it in sequential order to avoid confusion. I don't understand. No one does. Time is a paradox. From in here, we can edit the timeline out there. But in this timeless void, we have no idea what's going to happen. Which is why we need Ace's help. What do you think is better, Copy Aid? Having everything pre-done like a cake already mixed and baked that you just buy at the store and eat? Or the one you mix up and bake yourself? I don't know. I don't care. We have a bigger problem to deal with. You're right. What should we have for lunch? Destiny office. Brown at your service. Checking facts fast and fastidiously for everyone's edification. Ma'am, we have a much bigger problem than lunch here. You are absolutely right. I need my sixth coffee of the morning first. Um, ma'am? Boatrix just went supernova. What? That's not supposed to happen for another 78 zillion pages. The beings on the planets in Boatrix's solar system have to mess things up to the brink of extinction before they randomly go extinct. Yeah, something's seriously messed up. Oh, um, also, four more Sylvies have shown up downstairs. I think something might be wrong with time itself. Ma'am, if the fact-checker has finally realized there is a problem, things have gone from bad to desperate. We just lost three planets worth of life before we were supposed to. Oh, the higher-up is not going to like this! But, technically, it means less work for us. We could probably take an early lunch. This is just the beginning. We need to get Ace Galaxy in here before we go from desperate Done with destiny. Wait, if time really is broken, that means the past might happen after the future, in the future before the past. How can I possibly keep track? How can I check a fact that hasn't happened yet? What if I get fired for doing a bad job? You'll get fired because you're incompetent. This problem is bigger than the job you barely manage to squeak through every day, Fran. Plants will die before they're planted. Oh, children will be born before their grandparents. Imagine the paradox problems we'll have to sort out. Destiny will become the meaningless mess everyone always accuses it of being. If you have to spend all your time working out time paradoxes, who will bring me my coffee? Ace Galaxy, where are you? This is Destiny calling. We have an emergency. Um, we never stop transmitting, ma'am. Then why isn't he answering? If time really is broken, maybe the problem isn't where we are sending the message, but when. Destiny, this is the good ship Phoenix calling. Office, Brand at your service, checking facts fast and fast.
obviously for everyone's edification. How can I help you? Can we please get cleared for docking? Fact checker friend, Ace Galaxy here. Ace Galaxy? Oh, hi. How are you? Ace Galaxy? Fact checker friend, what in the endless expense of everything is he doing here? Not sure, ma'am. I'll ask. Ace Galaxy? What in the endless expanse of... Ace Galaxy, what are you doing outside the Destiny offices? No one is allowed here unless I summon them. You did summon me, ma'am, for a universe-shattering emergency. Copy aid. Are we in the middle of a universe-shattering emergency? Not unless you finish your coffee ahead of schedule, ma'am. Phoenix, do you remember how to get to the editor's office from this docking bay? The layout of this entire building is still programmed in my databanks, Ace. There must be all kinds of sensitive, future-altering information in this building. Were you allowed to do that? The building is too big and complicated to navigate without a map. It was the efficient thing to do. And surprisingly easy. What are they going to do about it now? Shoot us? Ace Galaxy, explain yourself. What are you doing here? Is that magnificent half-finished scarf for me? I'm not sure what you mean, ma'am. She means... What are you doing here? Copy aid, can you understand me? Fact checker friend. You know I almost never understand you. I was just checking if the Universal Translator is working. I don't understand. Copy aid! Get a repair crew! It's an emergency! The Universal Translator is broken! Have you tried turning Destiny off and on? Who are you? No one is allowed into Destiny unless I summon them. I am Destruction. No, you're not. You're a pretty little red bird. Ma'am, that must be Ace's uh, shape-changing ship, Phoenix, in the shape of a pretty little red bird? No, that is D, my self-destruct program. I am Phoenix. Why are you in the shape of birds? Duh, in case destiny breaks down completely and we need to fly the coop in a hurry. What is that bird brain talking about? Ace, explain what you were doing here and why you brought your knitting. I brought my knitting to help me avoid thinking about the emergency situation you called me in about. I didn't think I'd have time to go back to the ship to get it later. Well, it looks like you made this trip for no reason. My coffee cup is full. There is no emergency situation. I'm happy to say Destiny is a battened-down ship sailing smoothly and seamlessly into eternity. If we're going to be accurate, I'd say it's more of a building, ma'am. That never goes anywhere. No problem. We'll just leave and leave you to your destruction. That's what I said we should be doing all along. Ace, you said we called you in. Did you happen to record the message? Everything is recorded in my databanks. Ace Galactic, this is the editor-in-chief of the giant book of destiny calling. Maybe the problem isn't... Where we are sending the message, but when?
Well, that never happened. It must be a hoax. I hope not. I pulled out of the Space Dicks conference early to be here. Did you just say you hope we are in the middle of a universe-shattering emergency? Yes. Uh, no, what I meant was... I do not think it is a hoax, Mrs. Madam Editor. I created that call frequency especially for fact-checker Fran. No one else knows about it. Note to self. Find Phoenix's call frequency. You are going to need it. Fact-checker Fran... You do realize you're speaking out loud. Note to self. Do not broadcast internal thoughts externally. Phoenix, do you have a stardate and time for that message? Captain's log, stardate minus 7Z0400T. You're not the captain. We don't have a captain. We are an independent, untethered ship tied to no person or port, as free as a bird. True, but we would not mind tethering ourselves to Ace. Also, I have just always wanted to say Captain's Log. Ma'am, the star date and time Phoenix mentioned is today, two hours from now. Something is going to happen that will break time. Um, ma'am, if time doesn't exist in here... How could Ace have showed up earlier than expected? Time is a paradox. Does anyone else smell polyunsaturated oil? It looks like my ship Phoenix is transformed into a deep fryer. And I'm the hot oil. Our previous captain, Captain Petal Serp, had an amazing recipe for fried octopus. Dee and I thought we could deal with your extra biblion problem and lunch at the same time. You know, kill two birds with one stone. We should have done that before changing shape. Ew! Biblions are not octopi. Octopuses. The correct word is octopi. It's octopuses. The word octopus originally comes from Greek, not Latin. The Greek plural form is octopodes. Ooh, Mr. Galaxy. Hey, Phoenix! Ow! My oil just got hotter! Octopodes are an extremely intelligent form of life. I could not stomach eating one. It would be like eating an intellectual cousin. A delicious one. We do not eat the beings that work here. Okay, fine. Fact-checker Fran, read memo 76903. Um... No being who works at Destiny shall prey on or offer themselves as prey to another. One of the perks of working at Destiny is you'll never have to worry about being hunted as food again. Fran at your service. Checking facts fast and fastidiously for everyone's edification. I told you we are out of pangalactic gargoblasters. Trademark. Bartender Dave, why are you calling down here? Oh, did I win the space ball pool? Writers came up here to pass the time while they were waiting for the revisions to Destiny. Oh, the revisions! Trat! I got distracted and forgot to bring them up. The writers are suddenly unhappy in the bar? They've drugged me out of bottle and keg. I can't restock until tomorrow. Ugh! Did they have to pass the time in the bar? Couldn't they have written something new while they were waiting? Some of us would give anything to write even a moment. 
fact checker friend, keep your internal thoughts to yourself and hang up that phone. Besides, they can't write anything new now. They're drunk. That never stopped them before. If you had taken those 15 pages of revisions up this morning, when you were supposed to, the writers wouldn't all be too drunk to work now. And the bard wouldn't have run out of everything. I'm sorry, ma'am. Ace came unexpectedly and I got distracted. Well, that time problem Ace is here to help us fix won't happen for a couple of hours. Okay. Should we have lunch in the meantime? No. Get those revisions up to the writers. Oh, right. And bring me a coffee on your way back down. I have a feeling trouble follows her. I'm going to. What are you waiting for? Come into the elevator. You don't actually expect me to get into that tiny vertically confined cage. I'm a free bird. Playing free bird? Playing free bird? Computer! <laughs> Destiny doesn't have the budget to play that song. I told you, I will not enter that claustrophobic thing. I'm a free bird. Fine! Let's just take the stairs. They're faster. This is so boring. Are we there yet? Editing is on the 11th floor. The writers are up on the 23rd floor. It shouldn't take too long. I don't like being in this claustrophobic stairwell either. I'm gonna find a shortcut. Do these vents open? They do, but with the above light speed required to circulate air through a building this size, we never- <laughs> Were those the pages of destiny that just flew by me? Oops. Sorry. We have to get those pages back! Do you know where they went? And why didn't you get sucked through the vents too? I did. It was glorious. I totally flew apart. My feathers went one way, my beak went another. I don't even know where my feet went. Unfortunately, I reshapeshifted back. Figures. I can't change out of shape permanently without Phoenix. Oh, Bab is going to kill me for losing those pages! Ugh! And the copy aid will ridicule me into eternity! Will a copy aid ridicule you into eternity before or after you're dead? Both! Or neither! If we can find the pages! Too bad we'll never find them in that endless duct system. Hold on! If you flew apart in the rush of air, parts of you must have gone with the pages before you shapeshifted back together again. So? So! You must have seen where the pages went. Oh, I saw a lot of things. You should really get those ducts cleaned. Tell me what happened to Destiny. You're not the boss of me. <sighs> okay. Then I won't tell you about a glorious self-destruct that takes out a whole star system in its wake. My final countdown? You know about it? Tell me what you know! Hmm, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> I'll be right back.
Checker friend, what took you so long? Where is my coffee? Sorry, ma'am. We had some confusion in the stairwell on the way. Confusion? Duh. Fast, fastidious friend almost made Destiny run afoul. Destiny is not a ship. It's a building that never goes anywhere. Fact checker friend, what did you do now? Nothing! Nothing is right. No details about my end. Shh! I told you. I'm not allowed to reveal anything about anyone's destiny. It's in my contract. Then what took you so long, fact checker friend? Oh, um, um, there was a long lineup for the coffee. So where is my coffee then? Ah. Caught in a nest of lies. What do you mean? I'm going to find a shortcut. Do these vents open? Pigeon. The stool pigeon squealed everything. The important thing is you gathered up all 15 pages of revisions that flew out of your hands and took them to the writing department. Ace, your supply of wool is running low. Would you like me to shapeshift into a ball of cashmere? Soft cashmere that you can twine through your dexterous fingers? Uh... No, thank you, Phoenix. I'll continue twining my fingers through the wool I've got. Fact checker friend, are you sure you found all the pages? Yes, I counted them. Fifteen pages of revisions. Copy eight. How long until you're supposed to send the distress transmission? Uh, one hour from now. Whoa, you're going light speed with those needles, needles. I'm sure this incident with fact checker friend has something to do with your impending time problem. Fran, are you sure you put the Destiny pages in the right order? Well, uh, I was going to take them up to the numbering department first, but Ma'am wanted her coffee. The way I remember it, you were hungry. So I skipped that step. <laughs> That's a stairs joke. Destiny does not joke around. Copy A, go up to the writer's floor and make sure the pages are in the right order. Everything is in order, ma'am. Here's your coffee. That was fast. <laughs> if you know what you're doing, things take no time at destiny. Thank you, Mr. Galaxy. You fixed the time problem before it happened. You saved us a lot of headaches. Thank you, Mr. Galaxy. What about me? You took too long. My coffee is cold. Well, the good news is... It looks like Boatrix won't go supernova early. All the beings on the planet that would have gone extinct before their time will live out their 78 zillion pages. That's great! Ugh. 78 zillion pages worth of facts to check. Maybe we should have left well enough alone. Brian at your service, checking facts fast and fastidiously for everyone's edification. I'm glad time has been restored, ma'am. I'll be on my way. Um, ma'am? Sylvie18Z4K just came in for her first interview. Biblion Reception wants the copy A to go down to confirm the two Sylvies in the lobby are the same Sylvie. Oh no. You know what this means? It means, copy aid, 
The game's afoot. A feather. The program was written and produced by Misa Basada. It was directed by Martin Biot. This episode of Fixing the Timeline featured Marlo Alcock as the editor-in-chief of the Giant Book of Destiny and Sylvie, Martin Biot as Ace Galaxy, Lisa Kalasma as Phoenix and Reception, Dave Cooey as Computer and Dave, J.C. Paquette as the announcer, Stephanie Snyder as D, Nishan Vermani as Copy 8, and Talia Zalowski as Fact Checker Fran. Freebird interpretation by Cave Audio. Happy birthday music by Will Patton. With story contributions from Nishan Varmani, Andrew Powerwu, Dave Cooey, Stephanie Snyder, and Marlo Alcock. Audio production by Mark Pezzolato at Pesmosis Music Productions in beautiful downtown Oak Ridges. An additional sound design by Lisa Kalasma. The show is sponsored by Herium. Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre, and the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.